Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So what counts as sugar? I should know this, but I don't. Well, anything processed, any, any processed sugar, white sugar, but also like agave, honey, molasses. What about alcohol? <laughs> gray area? Gray area. Let's go with gray area. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 17 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain, also a TV writer and producer living in L.A., On this podcast, we talk about what it's like to be writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today's episode is all about change. We'll talk about the changes we've got happening in our professional lives and how we're managing to stay more or less calm through them. (laughs) And we'll talk about the changes we plan to make in 2018 when we reveal our New Year's resolutions. We've also got a Hollywood hack and a celebrity sighting. And speaking of celebrities, um, we wanted to give a shout out to Richard Cabral, the co-host of the podcast Without Your Permission. Uh, We interviewed Richard and his podcast partner, Jose, in episode 30. And Richard was just cast in the upcoming Jennifer Garner thriller, Peppermint. Woohoo! Congrats, Richard. That is so exciting. Yes, we saw the article in Deadline and we were just thrilled. Yes. Can't wait for that. Also, Sarah, we wanted to mention that we have gotten a ton of response um, from the interview we did with Melissa De La Cruz in episode 29. Melissa came in and shared her story uh, about her experience with the prescription drug Adderall, Mm -hmm. which she had a very bad reaction to. She actually had a stroke from taking Adderall. Multiple small strokes over a period of time. Yes. And we've heard from a lot of people who are really grateful that she was willing to share that story Mm -hmm. and be really open and authentic. She'd never talked about it before. So it was a big deal for her to come on and tell us what had happened. Uh, But we also heard from people who felt that maybe we were not being clear enough about the dangers of Adderall. Yeah, that we sort of made it seem like Adderall is this great wonder drug that we were a bit cavalier about the seriousness of 
taking Adderall, you know, for some people, Adderall is a prescription drug that they need for medical reasons. Yes. And the whole point of Melissa's story, which she's very clear about, is don't take Adderall. Right. So if anyone out there is wondering, don't take Adderall, I was saying that I had considered taking it. I'm absolutely not going to touch that stuff. Right. And neither should you unless you need it per your doctor. Right. So anyway, thanks again to Melissa for opening up. And um, I highly suggest if you haven't heard that interview, go back and listen to episode 29. All right, Liz, let's dive into our segment from the treadmill desks of in which we discuss what is most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it is change. We have a lot of change going on. Yes, we do. Uh, for starters, uh, we have news to share, yeah. which is that our assistant, Boifoua, left her job. Yes. She's no longer our assistant. She decided that she really wants to pursue a writer's assistant job, um, which just to remind anyone who doesn't know is when you work for the whole staff of a show and you sit in the room and you take notes and you're really a part of that process. Yes, she wanted to be more in the creative end. Yes. And it's much easier to find that job when you're not bogged down with a gig, as she was with us. Yes. So, so we have been interviewing candidates. And interesting, and we think we have found someone. We have yes. found someone. We're super excited. Interestingly, though, when people walk into our office, they go, oh, wait, you really do have treadmill desks. Yes, because <laughs> they've heard our yeah. podcast and they, they, they're like, oh, there they are. <laughs> it's true. Yes, we do have actual treadmill desks. Now, just... A kind of funny thing I was thinking about in terms of Boifoua leaving uh-huh. was it's odd to be in a position where the sole goal of anyone we hire yeah. is to basically not be our assistant right. anymore. Like yes. nobody's doing this with like their end goal is not to be our assistant. No, it is a transitional position by nature, Yes, which we always know when we hire someone, we know that it's not going to generally last all that long. Yeah. But it is weird. Yeah, it's just funny being like, okay, well, yeah, I really want to work for you uh, so that I don't have to work for you anymore. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't blame them at all. No, exactly. And for all the Boifoua fans out there, don't worry. We'll be checking in with Boifoua in the future and we'll get all her updates. Yes, and we have got more change happening. We've taken a step back from For the People so we can focus on our development, which is also a very common process as TV writers. When you're developing, sometimes you'll get put on a show in order to help out for a while, and then it gets to the point where you're like, have all these deadlines coming up on your own projects, so you have to pull back. So as showrunners, we've had people working for us who have had to pull back and who suddenly weren't there, and you know now we're in that position this year. We feel a little guilty because we really loved everybody there. Yeah, we loved the show and all the writers, but I mean, we just... There's a certain number of hours we had to put into yeah. our material, and we just couldn't do for the people and put in those necessary hours. So here we are, crunch time. Yeah, and weirdly, I feel like we're busier. We have those three days a week back, but like it doesn't feel like it. That is because it's ramped up so much, yeah. the development. So, okay, here we are. So it's, as <laughs> usual, Sarah... 
Not a year can go by or even six months when we don't have (laughs) massive change. Yeah. The only thing that's constant is us. I mean, I think that's one reason it's nice to be a team because we have each other. Yeah. And that's really the only constant that we have. Yeah. In our professional lives, Mm -hmm. at least. So how do we deal with this change? I feel like we're kind of managing it better than usual. Yeah. You know what? I think that's true. And I think part of it is that we're so excited and invested Mm. in what we're doing. Uh, You know, I'm all about choicefulness. It feels like these are the things we really, really want to be doing. So even though it's hard and chaotic and stressful. uh, uh, Yes. Yeah. Scary is fair, for sure. High stakes. Yeah. High stakes. And I also think that, like, we realized many years ago (laughs) that, like, there is something about constant change that really appeals to us. Like, we always talk about, oh, it'd be so nice to work on a show for, you know, 10 years or whatever. I'm not sure we actually feel that way. Um, Well, if we ever work on one for 10 years, we'll find out. (laughs) Exactly. You know, like my mom um, was an assistant United States attorney for 30 years, and she really needed that stability. She literally went to the same office every day for 30 years, and that was just like the best thing for her. That would make me Looney Tunes. I would not be able to do that. Yeah, that's what I think is interesting is just how people look at themselves and either know that they need change or don't need or don't uh-huh. want change right. or they don't realize that about themselves and end up really frustrated. Yeah. Like if you're in it, some people are in a job for 30 years and it feels, I think, very soul crushing. Right, like shackles. Um, because they really wish they had change. So right. it's, it's good to like look at yourself, know what you are. Mm-hmm. I do also think just where we are in history People change jobs a lot more than they used to. Yes. So that was much more common mm-hmm. when our parents were sort of getting their footing. Yes. Than the it expectation is, now. is that you'll change jobs. There's no sort of negative consequence right. for changing jobs. It's just, yes, that's what we do. Very few people are going to like retire and get a gold watch in our so generation. So true. You know? Yeah. One thing that I'm trying to do to kind of stay, like, centered during this kind of chaotic time uh-huh. is I'm really focusing on doing the treadmill desk yeah. when we're at the office, which I'd really fallen off of lately, uh-huh. largely because three days a week we weren't even in our office. Right. So now that we're back on the Disney lot every day, I'm just trying to be like, get on that treadmill desk, center yourself, stay there keep walking, keep talking. And I think it's been helpful. You did three miles yesterday, Yeah, I've done you? three miles every day this week. That's my new wow. thing. I talked about it actually on Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I want to do three miles. That's good. Yeah. And I've been trying to do it a little bit more too. On days that I don't exercise at home and do my bike in the morning, mm-hmm. I try and do 45 solid minutes. Yes. And you've been the doing office. that. Yeah. So what's helping you with the change? Well, I'm doing a New health thing, which we're going to talk about a little bit more um, later. But also just I'm really focusing on gratitude, maybe because it was Thanksgiving not that long ago. I have a new section in my bullet journal about gratitude. Mm. Obviously, everything could go awry at any second, but I feel like we have so many positive things happening right Mm -hmm. now. So I'm being really grateful. And then we are 
eating, breathing, and sleeping our pilot script. Yeah, we want it to really be the best thing we've ever done. I think that singular focus on that Mm -hmm. helps sort of shut out all the change chaos. Yes. But yeah, I'm really also just trying to take things like one day at a time. You know me, how Mm -hmm. I can spin out. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like crazily. I'm familiar. (laughs) I'm trying not to spin out. I Uh really am because I just don't want to spin out anymore. I'm done with spinning out. All right. That was so 2017. <laughs> anyway, so we are we have a lot of change. Change is good, but it's scary. And we'll be introducing our new assistant Soon. in an upcoming episode. Yeah. How do you deal with change? Do you embrace it or resist it? Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we talk New Year's resolutions. But first, a word from our sponsor. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now it's time for a segment we call Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, and spiritual health. This week, we're talking about our healthy New Year's resolutions. Sarah, you're first. Okay. Reveal your 2018 (laughs) New Year's resolution. Okay, so I'm not historically a New Year's resolution person. You are, and like you and Gretchen will often do like a theme for the year instead of a resolution. and. I generally don't do that. This year, I'm doing a resolution, but I'm calling it a rule. Okay, so it's a New Year's rule. Yes. Okay. Because I'm an obliger. But Yes, and I should interject, uh, an obliger (laughs) is someone who easily meets outer expectations but can have a hard time meeting inner expectations. And this is part of my sister Gretchen Rubin's four tendency personality framework. Yes, exactly. And if you want to hear about that, listen to Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Go ahead. (laughs) Or read her book. Yes. uh, The four tendencies. (laughs) Um, So my New Year's rule is for one year, I am not going to eat sugar. Wow. Now this is intense. Yes. This is big. I mean, it's less intense because I haven't been eating gluten for a long time. So that already eliminates a lot of sugary things. And we should say the thing you're doing now that we referred to earlier in terms of our whole change is you decided to do 90 days of no sugar to kind of ground yourself. So you're in the midst of that now, and it has inspired you to decide to do this for a whole year. For a year. I'm just going to like bite the bullet and do it for a long time. I've had success with this kind of... uh, Several years ago, I was like, I'm not going to have fast food for a year. I didn't have fast food for a year. Mm -hmm. It was great. So this year, 
it's sugar. As you know, I'm a big Alzheimer's prevention person, and inflammation is very connected to brain health, and sugar is very connected to inflammation. So I really want to kind of challenge myself to change that part of my food life, I guess, you know. So no more sugar for me. I am, however, going to give myself 10 days in the year as sort of free days. Okay. So, like, are you deciding what they are now, like your birthday, Violet's birthday kind of stuff? Yes, I'm deciding some of them. Like, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, my birthday, Violet's birthday. And then that gives me five days just sort of floating around that I can choose from. I predict you won't even use all 10 days. You may be right. You may be right. Um, Well, I'm really proud of you. I know you're going to do this because once you agree to these things in your mind, you do follow through. Yes. Um, I have committed to my future self. (laughs) I applaud you. Well, thank you. you. And you also have a New Year's resolution. Oh, yes. Um, okay. This is not what I want. I'm not excited about this. No. And I'm really not. Um, in fact, I'm the opposite of excited. But I'm forcing my – you did such a big swing. I'm, I'm going to – All start. right. Okay. So, okay. So, my thing is I'm going to weigh myself every uh-huh. day. Okay. okay. Why am I weighing myself every day? Because I want to lose weight. I mean – Basically, my New Year's resolution really is like lose 25 pounds. But I feel like if you just say lose 25 pounds, that's too general. Uh It it just doesn't work as a resolution. you got to break it down to something you can actually accomplish. Mm -hmm. And what I know about myself is that when I weigh myself, that's when I will lose weight. When I weigh myself, I can't be in denial. You know what I mean? Like I have not weighed myself now for like two years. I have gain so much weight. And I remember the day that I stopped weighing myself. Like I, I weighed myself every day. I was doing great. I was in a great place. And then one day I felt like I ate a lot and I probably gained a little weight. And I was like, oh. you know, I'm not going to weigh myself today because who wants to see that I gained weight? <laughs> Worst decision I ever made because it just spiraled. I wonder if it's also an accountability thing, like you're sort of accountable to yourself every day or something, you know, to that number on the scale. For sure. Definitely, if I have that number, that will be like my accountability partner. Uh Yes. (laughs) And, you know, look, I obviously I want to lose weight because I want to look better. I mean, that's very important to me. But also, as I've mentioned many times, I'm a type 1 diabetic Mm -hmm. and there's no question that belly fat in particular is really bad for diabetics, for anybody, but particularly for diabetics. And that keeping my weight down 100%, I know this from the past, helps right. me keep my A1C, which is my sort of number that matters, where I want it to be. Right, that will, which will affect your long-term health overall. Precisely. So that's it. I mean, I don't want to do it. I really don't. But I'm going to do it you know, for my future self. So uh, that's it. Okay. Starting January 1st. I'm not starting it now. (laughs) Um, So I will say I used to be a someone who did not want to know. I didn't weigh myself when I went to the doctor. I would like look the other way. That's what I do. Yes. And like when I was pregnant, you have to go all the time Mm -hmm. and they're weighing you nonstop. I would be like, I am turning around. Do not tell me. That's what I did. Yes. And uh, I had been doing that at my current doctor as well. 
And one day she just accidentally told me. Mm. Um, and it did change things. Yeah. Knowing did change things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It motivated yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, yeah. You can't be in denial. So we're really, we're going for it here. All Sarah. right. So on the accountability front, uh, let's plan to check in on our resolutions like the end of February. Sounds good. Okay. On the that'll podcast, be two months in. We'll announce how we're doing. Yes. Well, I'm sure we'll be doing just beautifully. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Please, God. Um, all right. Do you have a New Year's resolution? And how do you plan to keep it? Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or send us a voice memo. Coming up, a Hollywood hack that will up your selfie game. But first, a word from our sponsor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, now it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. It's called the Lumi. It's a cell phone case with lights on it for selfies. Liz, do you want to talk about where we heard about the Lumi? Yes. This hack came from uh, my sister-in-law, Olivia, who we've mentioned um, is an anchor in Phoenix, a morning show anchor. And she schooled us about the Lumi at Thanksgiving. Yes. Because I hosted Thanksgiving. You were there. She was there. And you and I were trying to take a selfie to put on our Facebook group, um, which you can join if you search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood. And Olivia was like, halt. <laughs> yes. She was like, what are you doing? She was like, you need the Lumi. And we were like, what is the Lumi? Yeah. She's like, guys. And she takes out her phone and she pushes this button and her phone lights up. And she holds it out in front of us, and there we are, lit beautifully, beautifully by Olivia's illuminated. Yeah, illuminated by Olivia's <laughs> Lumi case. Um, and we took a selfie, and it was a great selfie. And we knew immediately that this was going to be life changing. Yes, for us and for our listeners, because we immediately said, "Okay, that's a Hollywood hack." <laughs> yeah. um, and you can get it. You can find them on Amazon. Um, they're actually priced pretty well on Amazon. Or you can go to the Lumi website, L-U-M-E-E dot com. They come in beautiful colors. Yes, and there's the regular Lumi, which is just the selfie. You know, mm -hmm. it, it lights up you when you're doing a selfie. Or you can get the Lumi Duo, right. which lights up both you and then, or if you're taking a picture of someone, you can turn it on. So, um, you know, in this world we live in, the Lumi is a must-have. It truly is. All right. So thank you to Olivia for taking us out of the darkness and into the light. Okay, Sarah, before we go, let's talk celebrity sightings. Yes. You had one this week. I I've been did. doing a lot of celebrity sightings, so you, you were due. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, yes, I was very excited because I saw Julie Bowen from Modern Family, who I love. She was at pins on Ventura Boulevard, which is a bowling place. There was a kid's birthday party going on. Violet and I were eating at Jerry's Deli mm -hmm. next door. And every time we go to Jerry's Deli, we always have to go play the arcade mm. games at the bowling place, mm -hmm. of course. So we went over to get our little arcade card, and Julie Bowen was in front of me in line. And the kid's birthday party thing 
Uh, it really can't be overstated how much of a celebrity sighting bonanza that is. Yeah, it's really true. It's like you'd think you'd go to a fancy restaurant right. and to see celebrities, but one of the best <laughs> places to see celebrities is at these venues that typically house a lot of kids' yeah. birthday parties. Like, I remember I saw Jason Bateman at Sky Zone, right. which is a big a place. If I don't know if everywhere has them where it's all trampolines. It's like a trampoline park. Yeah, if you haven't seen um, Bad Moms 2, uh, yes. go see it because they feature prominently in that movie. Yes. And you and I, both our kids, have had birthday parties yes. at Sky Zone. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like bowling alley, trampoline place, the bouncy house place. Oh, yes. Any of these types of <laughs> venues is where you're going to find a celebrity taking their kid to a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday to whoever was celebrating their birthday at Pins. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. What are your New Year's resolutions? We want to know. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Or better yet, send us a voice memo. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you like the podcast, give us a review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps new listeners find us. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Lai. Also thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. And you can find us on Twitter, too. I'm at Elizabeth Craft and Sarah is at Sarah M. Fain. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Sarah, I know my sister is going to hear this podcast, and she's <laughs> going to tell me I should start weighing myself now, that I should not wait for January 1st. No, it's not that far away. Uh, yeah, there's no way it's happening before then. No. Well, and then it wouldn't be a New Year's resolution. Oh, that's what I'm going to tell her. Yeah.